hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, yeah. baby. I know heartbreaks. Setbacks, bitch. If I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back. I've been through the ups and downs, you know I get around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to our very first live powercast. And uh, today we're going to be giving our uh, predictions for Power Book Three: Raising Canaan, Season Two, Episode Seven. The title of the episode will be no love lost and of course you know the episode isn't out usually we would be you know we would have our, our show out by now because the episode would have aired on the stars app but um they stars chose to take a break you know and uh conveniently 50 cent left the the, the week before they took a break he was like forget this man like you know i don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's up with these breaks they keep taking like you know so uh i'm here of course with mr richard bailey jr how are you doing richard Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I'm also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? Hola, como esta? Un bien. Grazie. El hungry. Well, she, she's hitting us with the Spanish today. Wow. El si. Wow. Representation, you know, for all our Spanish speakers out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you know, this is a new format for us, a new thing we're trying with the PowerCast. People requested it in the past, um, and you know, here we are delivering. So uh, it is a live show. It's not going to be as you know rehearsed and as um, orderly as our normal show. We are going to you know interact with people if they come in, if people ask us questions or leave comments or have any sort of theories or statements. We will react to that, but we do have some things to talk about uh, because, you know, there was a trailer for, uh, you know, episode seven, which they, uh, you know, it came out last week and everything. And uh, we've watched that trailer a few times. And, you know, so we have some questions based on that of things, you know, that might go down in the episode. And, and we have our own personal thoughts and theories. So we're going to talk about all that stuff um, on this show. And you know, feel free to to chime in because that's what we're here, that's what we're here for. You know, this is a show for the people. Um, I know in America right now, it's it's football season is kicking off. So you know, I don't know how many people are you know into that, but you know, we're not, we're not going to be here too long. So I, I know people want to watch the football and everything, but yeah, uh, I think it's, it's it's definitely nice to to do something for the people. Who uh, really enjoy this show, and and hopefully we'll do more of these in the future. Um, Dana, did you want to say something? Yes, yes. Also, speaking of football, if you want, after this show, you can check out my interview with the NFL Films Paul, and we talk about all of the different players and the icons that is NFL, and when we talk about how they became icons, both on and off the field. So, yay! Plug for that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely go check that out. Um, and uh, check out some of the, the other content on the channel also. I think that you're going to have some more NFL stuff too, right? We're having more NFL interviews with actual NFL players. Yay. Oh, Yay. That's, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> NFL. See, we're branching. We give you all the sports and we give you all the entertainments. Take that, WWE. Oh, <laughs> throwing shots. We oh. are sports entertainment. <laughs> sports entertainment. Yeah, so 
so let, let, let's uh, get to this uh, this trailer. Let's talk about some of the predict predictions then, because I want to see what you guys have to say. So, um, so you know, the a lot of focus in this trailer I noticed seems to be around um, Burke. Um, you know, I forgot her first name already, but um, you know, Officer Burke, the the, the nosy woman. Shannon. Shannon, there you go. She doesn't have a life or a job or anything else to do aside from just annoy everyone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she she really doesn't have a life right now. She she's she's acting mad nosy. Um, so a lot of the focus of this trailer seems to be, you know, she she basically goes to uh, she she pulls up on um, Symphony and asks him some questions, which we don't see, but then later on we see that symphony is is kind of telling raquel about it and stuff so um uh so i, I guess the first question is like what do you like first of all i guess what kind of information do you think she's she's gonna try and get from him and then se secondly you know once symphony tells raquel about this what do you think her next move is going to be what how is she going to react to it um, and of course, we see some other scenes in in, in this trailer, which we're going to talk about later. I don't know if it's related or not, but um, yeah, uh, let me know what you think is going to be, you know, the outcome of uh, Shannon going after Symphony. So I'll let you kick it off, Dana. What do you think about that? I want murder. I want blood. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of Shannon. I don't understand her purpose in the story, except for like being that nosy cop. Um, I would equivalent her to a Karen at the moment um, just because she's always in everyone else's business. That has nothing to do with her. And she's literally upset. Like she's the person who's like, why aren't you my friend? And then every day she's just like that. Nobody wants to be around her because if she was just normal and people get to know her, then maybe we would be your friend. But you running around being nosy saying, why aren't you my friend is annoying to me. So I really want her to die. I would take her death over Howard. Like I'm cool with Howard living out all of the seasons of power and for her to die. And then Howard not even, because Howard pays literally no attention to her. So I want him to react like, oh, she's dead. And then say, who is she? Because that's literally what she is to me. Who is she? Um, I feel that we love Symphony, but part of me really wanted Symphony to stay away just because I love him so much that I feel that by knowing all of this information, it could cost him his either his freedom or his life. So I was cool with him, like, going off and finding a nice corny woman to marry and to have nice corny babies and to be old and corny. But, you know, because of this, he's pulled back into Raquel and what is going on. But also, I do have to say that this makes me feel that Symphony really does love Raquel because he came back. We don't know what exactly the conversation went down. But he came back to Raquel to possibly warn her about Shannon, to possibly say, you know, this nosy bee over here, she keeps buzzing. Please get rid of her. So I really like that. And I like their bond together. And maybe it is something where it's like a doomed relationship where they are going to fall back in love or find each other again. And then he dies. Um, so for me, I think that. This is really interesting in order to keep a character who we originally thought was going to go away to bring him back with it feeling natural instead of it feeling forced. You know, like, hey, we already established that he really does like her. He likes Kanan. He cares about them both because remember, he was the one who drove Kanan down to Virginia. So 
it just feels like this would be a natural progression that he would do. Whether or not he stays after this, I don't know. I don't want him to because I want him to live. But that is something that, you know, he we'll have to wait and see. Interesting. Oh, and uh, we have a comment. Uh, we, we will get to that. But real quick, let's let's get uh, Richard's thoughts, Richard's thoughts real quick. And then, you know, we're going to get to the, the comment someone posted. That's a great question. Yeah, we will answer that momentarily. Uh, I just was going to say, um, I actually like the fact that they brought back Symphony for this particular reason, because we know when the season started, you know, Symphony was trying to tell Raquel, yeah, Kanan definitely did not like how everything went down with uh, Howard. Uh, he's basically been trying to tell her that he didn't really think that Kanan wants to be involved in this anymore. And we learned, obviously, from the last two episodes that, yes, Kanan does still want to be involved uh, and step up and do what he does. So I like how they brought Symphony back. I think I do agree with what Dana said. I believe he still cares about Raquel, and he's trying. He's going to basically try to warn her in the next episode to say that, yes, Shannon's been asking all these questions. And then, of course, she's probably going to ask him, well, what did you say? He's going to say, well, I didn't say anything to her, but... That's going to place doubt within her because if there's one thing we know about Raquel is that if she feels she needs to do something, if she feels her business is threatened, she will do it. You know, you can ask uh, our boy uh, Scrappy who did not make it out of episode two alive. So I'm very curious to see where this goes, but I personally believe that Cartier is eventually, he's going to end up becoming Raquel's new boyfriend, etc. So I, I heard what Dana said about we're probably you may see uh Sif, I mean you may see Symphony try to get back in good with Raquel, but I think Cartier got that covered because she can learn from him as well as manipulate him as well once she feels more comfortable with him. So I think you're going to see that. But as for Symphony, I don't think this story is going to end well for him. I don't know exactly how they're going to go as far as to the direction because they can go in any direction they want to. But uh, him coming back into the fold is very interesting because I know when we spoke last week about the predictions, that was one person we didn't really bring up as somebody who they may go after. We thought it was going to be the crackhead. But uh, the crackhead is still going to be an issue, I believe, later. But uh, we'll see where they go from here. But I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Dana, was you going to say something? No, it's just funny. Like you met the literal crackhead, and I've called so many different characters on this show crackheads that I don't know which crackhead you're talking about. And then I met, <laughs> no. then I realized, like, oh, it's the literal crackhead who was the crackhead. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he has a name. I know it's out there. I don't really know the name. Uh, all I know is we've seen that character multiple times. You saw last season, and then you saw him multiple times this season. And as you alluded to last week, Dana, on the PowerCast, that you said that this is this guy pretty much, he is going to be an issue because of how they focused on it with the camera shot and how he was looking at, you know, Kanan and all this other stuff. So he definitely going to be an issue moving forward. I, right. I, I, I can see that coming. See, Crackhead, I'm like, is it Shannon? Is it Howard? <laughs> Which crackhead no, are we no. talking about? And then when I'm like, oh, I, you mean Bubbles? I call him Bubbles 2.0. <laughs> well, let me just add this real quick. Uh, I do think that Shannon, I don't really understand why Shannon is so adamant about trying to she's a basically find out what's going on with Howard. I mean, obviously, she knows Howard, Howard is lying, but uh, 
I just don't understand why she's so adamant about it. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that. But Gary, I think you wanted to get into this question that we're being asked. Yeah, so uh, let's let's acknowledge uh, some of the people here. So uh, big shouts to Inga71, you know, who just hopped in and uh, left some comments. But we do have uh, a question here from, uh, you know, DJ Rated R. Um, and, you know, she wants to know, um, she or he uh, wants to know, do we know that Symphony knows what, what it is Raquel really does? Uh, which is a good question. So, you know, does uh, does Symphony actually know what she she's doing? Um, and I would think that he he has some sense that she's up to no good, but I don't think he's been around for a lot of, a lot of the real grimy stuff that she's done. Um, but you know, uh, Rich, what do you think about that? Because I know you have a great memory with this show. Um, so what, yeah. what does Symphony know exactly? So I agree. Uh, he does know. Like and I, and that's and I will give a shout out to Inga seventy one in the chat. Yes, she says that she thinks he knows. I, I believe he knows enough, because again, you know, last season he spent a lot of time with her, so I I kind of believe that he knows enough. Maybe he doesn't know how deep it goes, but he knows that she has been trying to get into expand, you know, expanding, which she has done successfully. So he has to know what she's doing, and she's definitely doing some stuff that she shouldn't be doing. I don't really know to the extent of all that he knows, because when we've seen their interactions in the past, you know, he wanted to get very serious with her and turn this into something more than what it actually was. But she, you know, basically told him, no, she was not going to go in that direction. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But he definitely knows as far as Kanan. He knows how shook up Kanan was at the end of last season. And I think that that's definitely a problem. Uh, so I'm very curious to see how well she trusts him, because as I said earlier, uh, she did not trust Scrappy when she fought, when she heard about Scrappy and the fact that he was at the police station with his mom. That made her doubt. And then, of course, you know, of course, Marvin did his due diligence to try and find out whether or not he's telling the truth. But I kind of feel like if she sees anything that looks like it could be threatening to her and her operation, she's she's going to have to deal with it. So. We have to see what they what happens with that whole situation. Yeah, you, you can't have any loose ends in this business. So mm -hmm. and and uh you know, Symphony is a loose end, you know, so uh that doesn't bode well for his future. But um, you know, let's hope he, he makes it out safe because he's a smart brother. But but Dana, what what do you think? Does does Symphony know more than we think? First of all, if there's some characters that we're not gonna kill off, it's gonna be Symphony. Why, I don't know, but it's going to be Symphony because he's really British and yay British people. So yay you, Gary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing with Symphony. Um, you all ever see that, that, that what's going on on Netflix, the Dahmer series? I, so, I Yeah, I did, I did start Lisey watching Nash that. Nash yep. is the neighbor. And while she don't know, no, she know what's really going on there's weird smells coming out the apartment there's sounds always coming there's people screaming inside there's a man who's running in the hallway butt naked so while she may not know what's really going on she also knows what's going on and he's coming in like eat my sandwich and she's like i'm not eating your sandwich i think there's bodies in your sandwich she knows but she don't really know so i think that's symphony and I also think that it's best if he doesn't know anything, know everything, because here's the thing. That could taint how he really feels about Raquel. 
forget about the whole death situation. If you truly love someone, but then you realize, hey, that that person is a killer because it's not like, oh, I sell drugs. Okay, great. Good for you. It's the way that she does it. She's killing people. You know, there's kids who did get involved in one kid that I think for season one, remember he died in the intricacies of the lies and the manipulation that's really going on. You don't want to really know. So it's like, I know, but I don't want to know. I still love you, but it's best that I don't know. No. So that is what I think. And it also is why Symphony would go back to Raquel and be like, look, Burke, she ain't got a job. She ain't got nothing to do. So she's in your business. So I feel that that is that love to protect you. But if you tell me everything, it's going to change my perception and I'm going to have to leave, leave. Um, so I really feel that it's best that he keeps himself at arm's bay. One of the things that DJ Rated R just asked is, um, did she hide whether or not why he was being actually driven why Kanan was being driven down to Virginia or did she lie about it? I think that he, again, doesn't fully know the reason why, but he knew that something went down. Remember, yep. she called him right away. She knew something was going on. They had the conversation later, like, you know, what is really going on? I drove you all the way down there. I can tell something's not right. She is personally keeping him at bay. And I think it's best for everyone you also on top of that, don't tell me everything so that way I can't incriminate you. She's purposely protecting him by protecting herself, by not telling everything. So I think that they have that understanding. And I think that they are at that point where you do what you do. I do what I do. I love you. But I think that's as far as it's going to go. So that's just me. And yes, the Dama series was amazing. And you know, you know your neighbors. And don't eat what they have to say because that's a little crazy. <laughs> don't eat neighbors' food. I'm telling you, don't eat people's food. I've heard some things about that show, so I might have to check it out because uh, I like uh, conspiracies and well, it's not really a conspiracy, but like I like you know dark documentary stuff like that. So I'm it's a series. It it's not a documentary. Niecy Nash is oh. neighbor and she black, so I'm like, oh my god, uh, isn't it based on? <laughs> it's, it's based, based on, on Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh y'all, y'all okay. keep forgetting you're not American. Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. was a big time serial killer. He killed a whole bunch of I, men. I know that. Right. And oh. it was really interesting that they don't tell you that he killed black men. And he wasn't a racist. He also killed a lot of black men too. And that also gets buried, you know, in, in, in by the media because it's like, oh, he killed all these white people. No, he killed black. He was an equal opportunist. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I, I thought it was a documentary, but if it's like an actual scripted show, that's that's even better. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's by but, Brian um, Murphy, the guy who does the American Horror Story. Yep. Okay. Peter Evans is in it. That crazy little white boy who's a really good actor, but I think he's also a little crazy too. <laughs> so so it's got some good people involved then. So yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to the symphony thing, I agree with what Dana was saying. Uh, I do think there's beauty in ignorance sometimes. And I think they have that understanding of, look, I know you're not up to, to no good, um, but, you know, just keep it away from me. Don't tell me anything about it. Don't show me. And, you know, I'll keep my mouth shut. But, you know, if, if I see it, then I'm going to judge you. So I think they have that understanding. So, you know, Burke, Shannon, she, she might not actually get much out of Symphony when she pulls him over. Um, and I, I am interested to see how that, how that exchange is going to go. Um, so let's see what they're saying here. Symphony, it's not down. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Emma. 
since he, he he knows something is up, but you know, he's just he doesn't want all the details. <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't want all the details. I think I have a friend who might be something into something, and I don't even know what he's really into. But I'm like, hey, that's cool. I can borrow a dollar. I'm not gonna say nothing. Please don't say nothing either, because I don't want to know what you really do. <laughs> yeah, I, I got friends like that too. Yeah, so I know how that is. But um, so yeah, let, let's uh, speaking of Raquel. So I do have another question about her because um, in this trailer, she's in this trailer a lot. So that tells me she's gonna be making some moves in this next episode. Um, but one of the scenes that's that's kind of like snuck in there is um, she's having a meeting with, I believe it's her plug, the, the connect that she's working with. Um, and, you know, in the in the uh, the narration, she's saying something like, um, you know, something to do with the South side, like they should, they need to make their moves, but have, you know, have their guns ready or whatever or something, something to that extent. Um, so I want to ask you guys, like, what is, what is that about? Do you think she's going to dis uh, possibly disobey the uh, the agreement she has with Saul at the moment, or is this stuff relating to Southside Jamaica Queens? Because um, you know, I'm not sure what territory it was in Jersey that she was trying to take over, but I know that you know they are in Southside Queens. So when she says Southside, that could mean a local thing, a local move that she's trying to make. And if it is a local move, who is that against? Could it be Dean or something? So, you know, I wanted to ask you guys what you think that might be. Um, so, Dana, do you have any thoughts at all on that? Always going to me first. That's all right. It's because I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> no, just because Rich was first last time. I don't know. See, here's the thing. Remember, we want you know that he's she's expanding, right? And that was, she was very adamant that she was going to expand. I don't know the layup of Jersey. It could easily be South Jersey. I don't know. I just happen to live next to New Jersey, but I'll step into New Jersey because they're like, oh, listen, Jersey. Anyway, so I do feel that in order to escalate this, because growth is really important for both business and personal, this has to be Jersey. And that whole situation with Sal is not something that is going to go away. Um, I think that they may be the big baddie of not just the season, but maybe for the um, duration of the show or maybe half of the show. We, we're going to talk about durations and shows later on. But I do feel that for this moment, they're the big baddie. You know, we had Unique in the first season was like the corner baddie. And then but we found out the connections that Unique has. And I really think that this is going to be involving jersey also we have to keep in mind cartier or who i refer to as kingpin because to me i'm sorry that's my black kingpin and um which my face what's that girl name raquel she is vanessa so when i say vanessa i mean raquel and when i say um kingpin it's cartier so vanessa and kingpin we do know that they're joining together and joining forces to expand also i wanted to backtrack a little bit with the whole cartier and symphony situation i do feel that this is something that is a professional relationship you can be flirtatious and like hey i'm going to sleep with you for like a second but it's not really serious i don't see them in that seriousness yet i see them in like this business relationship I don't see them catching deep feelings because I think at any moment she can kill him and he can easily kill her. Um, 
But I feel that in order for her to grow, she's going to expand. Why else would you bring someone into the picture like Kingpin, have conversations about expansions and money cleaning, cleaning, I said clinging, money cleaning without there actually being that. So I feel that we'll get into this later, but there was like a moment of shooting that Cartier could get involved with this situation. Remember, she needs to come in there with a bigger game plan than before. She's very adamant on expanding. And I feel that this is her way of pushing herself into Jersey. Now, the other territories that he talked about, the South and Virginia, maybe that'll be in other episodes. But regarding this trailer, I do feel that it's going to involve the expansion of the Jersey and then later beyond that. But Sal... You hear the weird thing. I wanted Saul to be bigger than what he was because he comes across to me as like a, maybe a bigger unique, but a Jersey version of unique. But I needed someone who's big heavyweight. When you say mafia, I'm thinking the Coleones, I'm going Godfather, like real territory. This seems like, you know, the wayward stupid son that you should have gotten rid of and never graduated from high school. That kind of Jersey. No offense to Jersey. I love y'all. Clean your water supply, but I love y'all. Um, so for me, that is where I'm at. I forgot the original question, but we're going to go with that. Um, uh, it, it was just relating to, uh, you know, Raquel, what Raquel was referring to in the trailer. But you said some great stuff that I want to expand on in a little bit, too. And, and also, um, someone in here who is ghost said Raquel is going to get that racist dude. That <laughs> racist dude got to get got. We do not have racism come on this lovely black show without it getting got. So got to get got. And, yeah. and, and since you mentioned that, I, I want to give a shout out to Ghost. We miss you on power, so I hope to see you uh, return to one of these shows in the future. <laughs> yeah, come back, Ghost. We need you. <laughs> Um, and shouts to Rainy J also, who who is here. She's one of the the regular commenters and stuff. So, and shout out to out. Rainy J because he is a yes. wannabe. Don't take him serious. When you start talking like this and you start puffing your chest, and you're like, you know, I'm from Jersey, I'm gonna do something. That means you're not gonna do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, we're gonna yeah. take you out, the Negroes. No. Yeah, um, so I know uh Rainy J, she said uh she said Newark, Essex County. Is that where uh Raquel said in the trailer? I don't remember. Rich Rich, did uh, she say uh yeah? I you know it you know, I, I saw the trailer a few times. I don't know if she said I don't know if that's what she said specifically, but it more than likely she did. If you okay. if you want to check it out again. Um I you know I I want I want to make a comment real quick. Uh hmm. I, I want to answer your question, but I, I want to mention something else because I did see everybody in the chat was they were talking about Burke. One thing that uh, I did want to mention, and I, again, I want to give credit to uh, Jeremiah Latumba. He's not here right now, but he was the one that left a, another great comment last week where he says it will be a very it will be very interesting if somehow Howard and Raquel had to work together to get rid of Burke, and that. Makes a lot of sense because, you know, they obviously, you know, obviously, you know, Howard lied about the fact that he doesn't remember everything. He's been letting everyone at that department know, believe that he doesn't remember anything that happened with that shooting. So 
and then of course Raquel has been lying about so many different things. She has been telling Kanan the truth. So I think it would be very interesting twist if that actually happened because it makes total sense for them to have to work together to get rid of Burke. But uh, we'll have to wait and see that if that's the path that they're going to take. It definitely would delay the inevitable situation of how we're getting taken out by Raquel, which I still think is going to happen at some point. But uh, I thought that was a good idea. So I did want to mention that re real quickly because uh, that was a very good comment that he left once again. Uh, to answer your question, though, about uh, the trailer for, for uh, that we saw for the next episode, uh, I believe, obviously, you know, Raquel is talking to Juliana's cousin. And we know that uh, Juliana did not like the fact that Unique was still coming around the store, threatening her. Uh, even if he wasn't really threatening her, he just he, she didn't like that he was there. So I think that conversation that Raquel is having with her cousin in the next week's episode is basically to try to reassure him. Oh, yeah, everything is fine with Unique. But again, Juliana, I think, is going to have an issue with that because, again, recall the fact that she got kidnapped by uh, Unique earlier this season. She's not going to just easily forget about that. And anytime she sees him around and the fact that Raquel is working with him, just just go back to what she said when they had that conversation. She said, this is weakness. You know, you were very you helped me last season as far as dealing with my situation with my husband, a character that obviously had to die. Yes. But the whole thing is that it does. It looks like a sign of weakness. The fact that she is working with Unique, and if she ever finds out that Unique is now a part of this operation that they need in order to work with the mob, then yeah, that's a problem. So I think personally, she's trying to reassure him in that trailer. Everything is okay. She has the situation under control with Unique, but you know, it also could be a hit on somebody else. That's why I said when I saw that trailer, I thought about that instantly because clearly she was not happy that Raquel didn't do anything about Unique. So I, I want to see what happens next week as far as that's concerned. But that, that's my guess as to what they were alluding to in the trailer with, with that conversation. Oh, yeah, great, great points. Uh, I like the, the callback to uh, the comment from last week as well. Um, mm -hmm. That would be interesting to see, you know, Raquel, if, if Raquel and Howard are like kind of put in a position where they have to do something about Shannon. And then another thing about Shannon as well that we have to um, take into account is that she does have a friendship with Jukebox. So if anything mm -hmm. was to happen to her, you know, how would that affect Jukebox's character? Because, you know, we know they have a friendship, they have an understanding because they're both, you know, they, they both like women. Um, so, you know, that, that might be something that affects her and, and uh, kind of sours her a little bit on the family. Um, but, uh, well, yeah. Well, I, I will I will add that uh, as I had made mention to uh, the previous episode, she you know it, it, there is a double standard where she did not want Kanan to pursue anything with Howard, but yet she wanted to pursue her relationship with Kenya. Now, the comment I did want to make is if something does happen to uh, Burke, and she ever finds out that Howard was involved. Now it makes even more sense why she doesn't like Howard. So that's why I say if it goes in that direction, it makes sense. Because you saw when she had that interaction with Howard, it's like, oh, where he's asking, where's Kanan? Well, he's wherever he, he wants to be. Obviously, she doesn't <laughs> like Howard. But this will add to that, and it will better explain why she doesn't like him if something was to happen to Burke. 
and he was evolved. But uh, we have to see if that's the direction they're going to take it because I they can go in a lot of different directions with it. That's that was just a a good idea that Jeremiah mentioned. So I, I wanted to make sure I gave him credit for that. But continue. Yeah, Dana wanted to say something. I wanted to say, Ghost left a really great comment that I can't find because the comments are coming in in regards to the was Symphony is basically Angela now and Burke is Blanca. Mm. That makes perfect sense. That literally makes the, ah, there you go. So Ghost, yeah, first of all, Thank you for your comment. Second of all, I hope you're taking care of Angela because, you know, she needs something. She needs someone. Please make sure that you send Burke your way because we don't want her no more. So yeet her out of our universe and put her into yours. Um, so, yes, there's a lot of parallels that the show is making. And I, I but it's a good way. It doesn't feel like it's a copy. You know, everyone has its original story and its origin tales but yet it feels like you can put the connections too very good how they did that and in regards to jukebox with the burke situation jukebox is so consumed with kenya and what's going on with her mother and i'm pretty sure marvin because we saw marvin was very upset and kind of confronted her we're waiting for that showdown again give me my dinner scene i want my dinner scene just give me some dinner um so that is going to come to blows in terms of that relation, I don't even call it a relationship. It's more like I know you ship. I see you around ship and you're starting to get annoying ship. You're gonna get killed ship because you just, you deserve it ship. Um, I don't think that they're at that situation where she can sit down and talk. They may have an understanding. I would equate it to, you know how you're the only black person in the room walking down the street on a situation and then you see another black person but you get really happy inside and y'all both get happy, but y'all just do that nod, like, yeah. That's what I view it as. <laughs> I view it as like, you know, like the lesbian lot, like, yeah, you lesbian, me too, boom. And you just nod. But I don't see that as we are friends situation. So if she was to die now, which I accept and I approve of, please do it. I don't think that she would be um, that jukebox would be affected by it or upset or turn against her family. I, again, I think something major has to happen. What if Marvin killed Kenya? Just saying, I don't know. Just throwing stuff out there. I think that it has to do something personal for her to end up into the jukebox that we see in the, the original power. Those two jukeboxes were not the same. And so something major as opposed to oh my god you killed my friend who was a cop who happened to be a lesbian no something else really has to happen i think uh those those breathing exercises are helping marvin and i don't think he'll uh he'll kill kenya um and he's probably he's probably going to be doing some 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 other type of breathing in in a few episodes like <laughs> some heavy breathing if you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah <laughs> Renee, <laughs> Renee, that's right, Renee. Could we not have them and Renee? I the only one. She's a therapist. Can we just keep it nice and clean? Hey, they, well, well, well. See that—that's the pun, pun intended. This is how you make sure that the situation is clean. You ain't get to worry about uh, being reported for not serving your time because you are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation 
with the person you're supposed to talk to. So he's, he's we'll managing see what happens. his anger very well. Oh Lord. Yes. Jesus. Uh, he has to meet with this therapist to stay out of out of prison. So you know. I do. I do want to bring up one thing that Rainy G does say, go ahead. and that she says that um, that Marvin will go to prison and Jukebox is devastated and becomes a cop. That could happen, but why does she turn so? Because remember, if you remember the original power, she killed a kid in the first episode because he screwed up on the robbery, and mm-hmm. then she's like, "Mink, you learn next time." You know, it was just like a mink situation. So she is heartless. It got to the point where Kanan said, "I have to kill her, or she gonna kill me." And that was like in the first two episodes. It was like, hey, she gonna kill me. This, this bitch is crazy. I'm, I'm in trouble. You know, and we've seen this connection. Something seriously has to happen or continues to transpire. No one just automatically turns into that cold-blooded person as we're seeing right now. She's happy. She's savable. She is someone who can actually do really great things and be positive. Um, well. So it has to be a multitude of things, but to the point where I feel she keeps messing with Kanan repeatedly. And we haven't even gotten to that point. They're still like, I love you, best friends. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I just want to make a quick comment. Go ahead. Uh, Ghost made a very good comment again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I-, I laughed at that one too. We'll, we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one too. That- that's a funny comment. But he, but they also made a comment saying that, uh, you know, made a comment that you know when Shannon asked her dad about Howard, he told her to stay out of his business. So, you know, there's also a comment that was made that hey, you know, Rainy J made hey say hey, maybe maybe uh, you know her father knows what Howard was into, mm. and that would make a lot of sense because he was very adamant when he did say hey, don't investigate, leave Howard alone. You're supposed to this this is your partner. You're just supposed to trust what whatever your partner says. So I'll be curious to see if that if that comes to light as well. But that that's another good comment. Yes. So you uh, Gary, you wanted to address the uh the wig comment? <laughs> the wig oh uh, therapist. Uh, let me read it first of all. Um, <laughs> therapist and Renee is definitely going to happen. Um you you can be you can bet Tasha's wig on that. <laughs> Not the wig. And I never even, she didn't even get a new, no, she got a new wig when she ended up in protection and protective services, right? Yeah. And witness protection. So that. Yeah, she, she, she has got, to hide, hide from Tommy. She has to hide, so they have to give her an actual wig. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I, I, I think Marvin and Renee is going to happen. Like, it just seems like it is. They, they got yeah. that, that chemistry was there, you know, when they had that meeting and, and then the therapy is working for Marvin. Like, so it's like, he's like a, um, he's like a, what'd you call it? I forgot the word, um, but he's basically a, a testament of her services, you know, like yeah. he, he's a walking testimony that it works. So, and she, she likes that. So um, I think, you know, they're going to get close. So wait, going into that, we have another comment about why is Marvin so obsessed with Tony? We yeah. keep thinking that it's the killer. What if it's at like forgiveness, like that twelve step situation, where you have to like well, ask for forgiveness? Well, um, I well, we had the conversation about Tony, uh, you know, a few a few weeks ago, 
I thought that was part of his therapy and he wanted to eventually confront her. But the more that I see what happens in the show and the comments that people leave it. Yeah, obviously, I think Marvin still is angry that she got away and she didn't really suffer any consequences. Uh, one comment that I do want to make, though, however, is now that we know that uh, Sal's son actually lives in the same neighborhood as Tony. Could it be that Marvin tried to set something up, whereas he would have them go after her and take her out? I mean, it's possible, but I, I think you need to have an explanation as to why they would go after her in the first place. But I, I mean, what I'm saying is that he can basically tell them maybe she spilled some intel or something, and I need I need y'all to take I need I need you to take her out. She's she's a rat, whatever. That can happen, but I don't know how they're going to frame that. But I, I'm just saying there's a reason that. They made it a point to let you know that Sal's son lives in the exact same neighborhood as Tony. And we know that Marvin can't go there and do anything because that officer was following him the entirety of that whole time he was there. So that's just something to consider. But uh, we have to see what happens with that. Yeah, every, everything's for a reason. I don't think they showed us all that for nothing. And uh mm -hmm. Like and going back to like the trailer, because Marvin really wasn't in this trailer a lot, which makes me think that either something major is gonna happen that they're not showing us, or he's just not in the episode a lot. But um, but yeah, we're gonna get answers to what was going on with that, you know, him following around Tony and 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 I do think it, it's gonna somehow tie into the the Italian situation, the mob. So um that's gonna be, you know, very interesting. Uh, when that happens, he might even, you know, try to reconnect with her and use her in some way to, you know, to, to help Raquel get, you know, take over the whole uh, Italian operation. So it, there's many ways it can go. But let's see what this comment is uh, that you put up here, Dana. So uh, Marvin is definitely going to send the Italians to take Tony out. Cops are on his tail every time he goes in that neighborhood. Yeah. Wait, wait, you think Marvin's going to send the Italians to take her out? Hmm. Yeah. That, that yeah, because, be, yeah. That could be. Well, yeah, because because they, they, they told you that Sal's son is living yeah. in the exact same neighborhood as. But I, but that's why I said I want to see how they're going to frame that, because you have to give them a reason to take her out. If you say that she's a rat or something, perhaps that's what it is. But I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. Ahead, and the, the reason why Marvin is obsessed with Tony is because um, she's basically ratted everybody out from season one, and she is now she worked as an informant. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts to doing me. Uh, yeah, I know. I know the uh, the football is on right now. You know, we, we we won't keep you too long, but we definitely wanted to come here, chop it up with the people, interact. Yeah. Um, you know, I know uh, some of us here are looking forward to that football, so we will, uh, you know, we will be watching that too. So let me get to uh, this, this next question real quick, and I want the people to chime in also. But um, so, what do you think is going to happen with Lulu and Cartier? Um, so we we get a scene in the trailer where they're talking, you know, and it seems like Lulu kind of needs some help from him. Um, and of course, we know what Lulu did in the last episode where he took out uh, Crown Camacho and Zisa was there to witness. 
So he definitely he he's definitely gonna need some kind of help, you know, either with the label or you know even with covering up the murder, you know. So what do you think is gonna be the basis of this alliance? And of course, you know, um, Cartier was quite clear that he wants something in return. So what do you think that is gonna be? You know, what will he want in return from Lulu? So uh, I don't know who to go to first. Dana's mic is open, so I mean, you got anything to say, Dana? It's always me, cause ladies' first night. Um, it feels to me very simple that remember Ziza is Cartier's, uh, what do you call it, artist. So it would have to do something with maybe publishing or something to do with the contracts and making sure everything is goes to him as well. Um, we do know previously, you could check it out. I did interview the actor who plays Lulu, who stated there is going to be a lot of friction between the two and a lot of bloody confrontation. And at the moment, we do have a dead body. And who knows as how to who to properly washes all the good bodies and make sure your, your problems go away. That easily could be Cartier. And remember, Ziza, as you guys mentioned previously, is unfazed by seeing a crown on the floor, half dead, like, so she is someone who could easily call up Cartier and be like, look, this is what happened. We need you to take care of this. Maybe this is a situation that's been done before multiple times. I don't know, but I do feel that it is a, like you said, it's a wash your back and I'll wash your situation where we're going to have to do with the deal. Also, who owns the record label? I don't know. That could come into play as well. Remember previously we had that whole scene with Lulu looking over and it was the name of the records. Like then it kind of was parallel to when Raquel looked over the, um, I guess it was the balcony and she was like, look, it's my city and I own all this mess. So it was kind of the same thing of, look, I own this record deal. Maybe Cartier now wants a piece of the business. Because remember, he's someone who's a businessman. He takes up properties. He takes people's businesses and he, that's how he ends up with his money. He has multiple avenues. So this is just another way of him making more streams of revenue. However, for Lulu, this is just not a business. This is his heart, this is his soul, this is his passion. And he's trying to also prove to himself and to Raquel that it's not a hobby, you know? So these are two different people with two different ways of seeing this business. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of friction. So I do see that Cartier and him are going to have to get dirty. Everything is going to get nice right now. Okay, sure, man. Great. But then eventually things are going to start getting messy and uglier. And then I wonder, how does that involve Raquel? Raquel already doesn't have any respect for Lulu. Okay, because remember, Lulu's not ever there. She Remember, she tried to call him that whole day. He wasn't picking up the phone because he was at the studio. She can't stand the fact that she cannot control her brother's. And while Marvin is still there, he's slowly starting to pull away simply because he has his own situations that he's going to have to start to deal with as well. Uh, so in regards to this, I feel that Cartier is going to start to be a menace. Also, you have Vanessa, who is, again, Raquel, whispering in his ear about, you know, Lulu's maybe he's lazy. He could be better than this. Make sure you get rid of him. Get rid of this business. So he, it could be a sabotage from the inside out. Yeah, you, you make an excellent point because there is a part in the trailer where um, uh, Raquel is talking to, I believe, Cardia 
Um, it could be nicely edited, but I, I think she was talking to him. Um, and she said, you know, she was talking about someone being insubordinate and she could mean Lulu um, in that in that scene. And I'm thinking maybe she goes to Cartier and, and asks him to kind of like, you know, uh, uh, help Lulu and make force kind of force him to do the street work to, to be involved in more of like the street work that she's trying to expand on in in exchange for helping him you know so it could be something like that Raquel seems to be so disgusted by Lulu and his hobby that I can't even see it like oh go help him situation that's just yeah, a thing she treats her like I can't respect you but that's what I'm saying. Like she, she could use it as a moment to force him to do more street stuff. Like, cause she's been talk, she's been planning all the all these moves with Cartier of like expanding. So maybe she wants him, she wants Lulu to be involved in that to help her with the expansion. So she uses Cartier to kind of uh, proposition him and say, "Look, I know what you did with uh, you know, with uh, Crown Camacho." I can help you with that situation and help you keep your label, but you have to do all this work, this street work, you know, in order for that to happen. Or she so, could tell Cartier to just burn down the whole studio and that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, that doesn't, you know, doesn't do much for her relationship with her brother. It's going to completely destroy it at that point. So, uh -oh. but, um, so but Rich, what's your thoughts on that? So I I think uh, I, I like that theory about him being forced to do more street work. What we did see in the trailer is that Lulu got beat down as well. So that could be a direct result of him having to do something for Cartier and then having to talk to him about that afterwards. Uh, the character is definitely in a very tricky situation now. The fact that uh, Ziza witnessed uh, Crown getting choked out. And by the way, let me go ahead and make this comment now. As the person that tried to organize a memorial for Crown, I'm very disappointed that no one showed up. But uh, I guess we know why, because the characters was, was pretty, pretty, pretty worthless and did a lot of dirty things to Lulu. I'm a fan of Lulu, so I, I side with Lulu 100% of the time. But uh, I think Lulu is, is, is going to get very difficult for Lulu because, you know, obviously you saw that Ziza did flirt with Lulu in this last episode. And Lulu denied her. So I'm curious to see what happens now that she knows that he killed Crown. Is she still going to try and force some type of relationship with him? Or is this going to be something because she's basically going to be Cartier's eyes and ears anytime she's around Lulu now. So it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic in those regards um, because they can go in a lot of different directions, but but to go back to Dana's interview with Malcolm Mays, he did mention that he was going to have a lot of issues with Cartier, and I think the next episode you're going to try it. You're going to start to see a lot of that stuff come to a head. Uh, and the last comment I did want to make is Ghost made made a comment about saying that uh, you know wish that wish that they definitely would have done more with the music storyline. I do agree with that because it feels like now it's going to go in a totally different direction because the crime stuff is still involved. Uh, we know that Ziza as an artist, we have never heard of this artist in the regular power. We know Jukebox has stopped singing as well. So I would assume that maybe you could say they were one hit wonders or their careers were over long before the, these other shows happened. But uh, I, I'm, I'll be very curious to see 
where to go with this music storyline. Because again, you do know that with Ziza, the whole thing is that Crown, I'm going to say, uh, Cartier wanted her to get that to, to, to hit, wanted to hear her song on the radio, and that hasn't happened yet. So Lulu has pressure with that as well, in addition to having to get rid of Crown's body and the fact that Ziza knows. So it's a lot going to happen with that character. He's going to be very stressed out, I think, in the next couple episodes. So we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah, great, great points. Um, Dana, you, I think you were going to say something. I wanted to bring up a comment because this is actually a really good comment right there. And it's about Kenya and her backstory. First of all, we just got Kenya. We just got introduced to Kenya. But I do believe that it would be really important to get an honest understanding of what she was really going through. Because if you're telling me I wanted to be a singer and so I abandoned my children and I abandoned my baby daddy so that I can go do wop wop pop in the middle of uh, California, I, for one, am going to be very angry at you. Because that doesn't seem like a solid explanation as to why you left your entire family instead of bringing them all with you. Now, it was a situation where we was all going, I'm going to go and make my business for like two months. Give me so we can settle something. And then you found out that I ended up being a crackhead and that we all came down there. But it was best that I didn't bring the kids around you. And instead, because you were so strung out, we had to go back to New York City and just leave you there to be a crackhead then that's fine. But I do understand to getting a better backstory of Kenya will probably give a better understanding to Jukebox and where her mindset is. Also, where is uh, Marvin's mindset? Because aside from you abandon us, that leaves a lot of holes that's just unplugged. I need something that, to give me some kind of concrete way to, to figure it out how to navigate Kenya and to navigate all these different relationships. We understand why Marvin is upset. And I get that he was left alone with a child, but was there something more to it? Was it, she always was supposed to come back and she broke my heart. Was it a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am moment of the night. Now I'm stuck with the kid. I don't understand their relationship and how close they were. I'm going to assume everyone was teenagers. Um, so weird, how does that come into play as well? And then what is it like for Marvin to be a single father if he was a teenager or a very young 20 year old with a child? So I think that if we understood that more, we would understand the characters and how they behave with each other. Marvin, you know, he is not, I think that he is a father who did the best that he could. Um, and so while his way of being a father, especially with how he basically tried to kill his daughter was not a good move. I wanted to know, was that all that he knew? You don't understand? Like, this is all that I know growing up. I'm frustrated that you're gonna try to kill you. And now that we're trying, we're seeing another side of him. I wonder if this means that he'll approach Kenya differently because even though he kind of was very still angry at her, I want to know if we're able to sit down and have a conversation and give me my dinner scene. So <laughs> I just, I, I want to know what's going on with that. Yeah, I, I definitely do not trust Kenya. I think there's definitely more to her character that we just haven't seen yet. Um, uh, yeah, there, there's definitely more to that story as well. Um, you know, mm -hmm. go ahead, Rich. I think you want to say something as well. 
Yeah, yeah. The la last quick point I was going to add is that, yeah, I know that in the past it was said that she was messing around with, uh, I believe it was the NBA players. Uh, that was only one side of the story. We, we, we definitely, I think, I do agree with Inga 71. We definitely need to find and get a full explanation of the story because there's a lot that they, that they left open there. And I do think we're going to get that but before the end of the season because they always do this thing where they'll build up the storyline and then you have a payoff towards the end. So I think we'll get an answer as we get closer to the end. There's only four episodes left, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it for sure. Also, I agree with doing me because you got to do yourself too. And also, Raquel is evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh oh. Yep. That's that's a very good point. That's a very good point by doing me. That's mm -hmm. very likely. Uh yeah. high post def. Uh we know that Howard was working undercover and in and, and that that definitely led to, you know, some somebody getting killed. So that's Maybe Howard covered it up, which is why he's so still sneaky and and like can't breathe without getting Raquel's boot. Mm -hmm. He's always a wonder. That's Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Great, great comment doing me. Um, and I, I wanted to say something about uh, just real quick as well. The, the should night comparison. Yes. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you caught that. Yep. Yeah. Like I definitely see the, uh, the comparisons, you know, cause um, we know that death row, there was a lot of like street stuff, street elements involved. But I was also going to say that I'm seeing a lot of Murder, Inc. in this, too, because uh, we know that there was a street affiliation with um, Murder, Inc., with Supreme, uh, Kenneth Supreme, who was like a, the, the street guy who, if you research, you'll, you'll, you'll know he's connected to 50 Cent, you know, and his shooting and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, like, there was a dynamic at Murder, Inc. where Irv Gotti and uh, Ashanti were kind of, you know, behind the scenes, um, you know, together. So I'm like, I'm the, the Zisa and Lulu thing kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And, 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 and that drama has continued uh, to this very day with Ashanti. You know. <laughs> so Ashanti? That, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Gary mentioned it. The, the, the relationships happening yeah. behind the scenes. Just the similarity, like, because yeah. I've got you and Ashanti were kind of allegedly together, like doing stuff. Yeah, um, but, oh, yeah, but Ashanti was way more talented than Zisa. But yeah, Ooh. oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. See, at first I thought it was Lulu was Ashanti until he started to kill Crown. I was like, oh, you got your balls back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, what was that? What did uh Lynn Vince say? I saw you put that up. Let me see. It said, uh, yes, as fans, we are owed more of an explanation of why Kenya left other than to pursue her music career. I agree 100%. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, from a storytelling perspective, they've, they've been doing a lot of um, telling and not showing because there's, mm -hmm. there's this show-don't-tell philosophy in writing, um, and they've been doing a lot of telling, but they haven't shown us what happened with that situation, and we need to see that play out. So uh, mm -hmm. they've been teasing us with that. So yeah, we need to know what's going on. Dana needs her her dinner scene. So yeah, let, let's get that, please. Um, my bet is episode eight. Stuff always seems to happen in episode eight. So maybe that's yeah, the yeah. Episode eight. Yep, episode eight. I agree. 
it's going down. I got my fork and my knife ready. We go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, we we need to uh, the football's going on, you know. So uh, let's let me get to uh, this last question, and then we have some news that we're gonna uh, touch on real quick. Um, so yeah, uh, th this was a uh, Richard actually, you know, reminded me of this, and this is a, a, a an important question. Uh, let me just read this comment here. Kenya said she fell in with some bad people. I'm guessing drugs, yep. but just to guess. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same. I thought the same as well, Ghost. Uh, they definitely need to explain that. Um, we'll see. Oh, and, and don't worry, uh, Inga seventy one. We're definitely going to talk about that too. Uh, but yeah. I, I think Gary Gary had another question before that. Yeah, we, we, we're going to get to that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So let me get to this question. So you know, we're past the halfway mark in the season. Um, I think it's now time to get in some good speculation of you know which characters are and aren't going to make it out of season two of raising canaan so like you know which characters are going to get offed in these next uh how many episodes are left four yeah uh, yeah like how many which characters do you see getting offed and killed off you know completely so um rich i'll go to you first what do you think okay uh i believe that warrell is finally going to get killed at some point. I don't know why he's still alive. I think that Sal's son is going to get killed and that's going to cause an issue with the Italians in their agreement to work with Raquel. Um, I'll try to think of some other important characters. Of course, Tony, something probably is going to happen to Tony. I mean, I, I still like, like was mentioned earlier on this podcast, I don't understand the fascination that Marvin has with that character, but I, I think, yeah, she probably is going to serve the purpose of somebody that eventually gets taken out. So I could see that happening. In terms of the main cast of characters, I still think Famous is going to have a tragic ending. I don't know how you know. I don't know how that's going to materialize. How it's actually going to happen? Because there's a lot of times already in this season, I thought he was going to get killed, and it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know how that's going to happen yet. But uh, Famous definitely going to get taken out, and uh. That's all I can think of for the moment, but I, I, I may have something to add. Let's hear what, what y'all have to say, as well as the uh, people leaving comments, who they think is going to be to either not make it out this season or, you know, make it, make it, make it into season three. And obviously, yes, Raquel will still be alive. I think the whole family, I think the family will remain intact going into season three, but uh, other characters, definitely their time is up. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, that's the Dre. Oh, that's good. That's good <laughs> doing me. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't need another Dre, man. He was annoying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Warrell is kind of cool. He's smooth. Like he's not, I don't think he's like a Dre character, but uh, but I, I could see Warrell getting killed off though. He seems like an expendable character. Um, and you know, um, unless unless he the only way I could see him surviving is if he kind of uh uh, betrays unique because then that makes him a bit more uh, 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 appealing as a character and um you know he he would be an asset to raquel but if he's playing the sidelines like he is i feel like it's only a matter of time before he gets killed so can i respond to that real quick go ahead i believe that because you just said and that's an excellent explanation you recall in the last episode 
how Unique made such a big deal when he spoke to Lulu, said you had an opportunity to take out Urell and you couldn't do it. I don't think your heart is still in this. So what if now Unique finds himself in that situation where he has to make a choice and take out Urell? And I, and I do feel that he would side with the Italians because that's business, that's money. So I definitely could see him turning on his boy instead of Worrell because I, I, but I definitely, I definitely think that that's coming because th again, they wouldn't have him go at Lulu so hard and then not be faced with a similar challenge later. So I, I want to see if that's the path they're going to take that, that in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Worrell, he was supposed to have a whole tower to himself. Right. So like, Yep. If Unique were to take him out, does that mean Unique would then have to be in control of that? You know, so um, there, I guess he has many incentives of doing that. But um, Dana, I wanted to get your thoughts on who you think is going to get killed off before the end of the season. So what happens is we kill everybody in my dinner scene. So it was like a big Godfather moment. In that, we will have Unique. I feel that that whole conversation that he had with Lulu, oh, your heart's not really in it. What happened if it's, if it's Lulu who's like, yeah, my heart's in it. Boom, boom. Now you're dead. So Joey has to go. I'm pretty sure he's on tour or doing something with movies. Joey goes. Um, on top of that, famous, but famous dies with my crack pipe. Remember I said he turns into Pookie. So Pookie situation, he's dead. Um, also, remember, we still have those tracks running around with the drugs in them. Remember that? They were selling the drugs and throwing the music. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's the easiest way to connect the two. Oh, he's selling. And it's a famous tape. Famous is selling crack with his music. So he ends up in jail. That whole no one comes to get him again. Ends up on crack. He's pooky and he dies. Um so then we have Burke because I just I need Burke to die, but she dies out of the hand of Howard. I'm very happy with Howard dying. Oh, someone did say the mob will take out Unique, but not this season. That's good too. But see, I need a better mob because I New Jersey makes me laugh, um, especially Essex County. I mean, seriously. Anyway, so then we have on top of that Kenya has to go. We have to figure out why Kenya is here. And remember, there was the thing of whether or not she was paid off by whatchamaface, um, Raquel. She can kill her as well. So she's dead. Why are you here? Why did you come back? You're upsetting me and Jukebox because you're going to break her heart. Go away. Um, then I need for, see, what's the thing? You guys talked about Worrell. I like Worrell right now. I want him to last a little bit. But if he does die, I feel it will be by Unique's hands. That's just the best way for it to be. Um, I still don't know what side Worrell is playing. So we need to keep him around some. Um, then we have, so I like that. Yeah, that would be my top five right there. Tony, we already know, is going to go eventually. She and her husband can go. Because remember, she got married. It's in the New York <laughs> Times. He can look, baby, what's going on? And everybody's dead. So, so he goes too. So basically, Dana wants a whole new cast for season three of uh, <laughs> like I said, they can be in the dinner scene, the mob comes through, and those die, those people die. We're good. Give me something with the mob because right now, the mob is not mobbing, 
Yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and I agree that they that they do make the mob look silly because of the attempt to try to take out Raquel and Kanan, which was unsuccessful. Like, so who you have even to does show that? We're gonna kill them in the woods, boys. Come on now. We're gonna take them out. You didn't even take them out in the woods. Yeah, so they, they have to show that they are serious. You know, obviously you saw how they were serious. Whenever she tried to do business in that area, they shut it down, but they haven't really taken out anybody. So I, I definitely want to see them take somebody out at some point. So Yeah, like for, for us to believe that, you know, these are really bad guys, really dangerous, they have to we have to see that. We have to see them take out someone or rough someone up or kill someone. You know, something has to happen. As much I as do. I hated force and I still hate force. That was more of a mob than what we got with the Jersey boys over there. Well, a mob that made questionable alliances. <laughs> you kill somebody. Oh, yeah. You know, you killed my guy. Hey, you know what? You, you look like you can you be a good fit for this job. Just come work with me instead. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you thought the Irish mob was more serious, Dana? <laughs> I thought, see, the thing is... Da, I thought Da was right there, you know, ready to kill everybody right away. And he had no problem with that. And you had the Jersey boys and they're sitting there talking about, you know, I live in the corner. You know, we got a lot of money. We got to come and get you. You don't cross us. Like, you don't talk too much. The thing that I liked about Force's mob, and I hate Force, was the fact that there was less talking and more just doing. Yeah. So I have to hand it to you with that. With this, I just feel that it's like, it feels like somebody watched a mob show. It was like, we're going to throw the mob in here. Yeah, See, yeah. thank you. We, where's the Sopranos? <laughs> Give me my Sopranos. Where's Tony? You know, Tony mob. And he had layers. So he'll kill you and then cry about it later to his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you know why I actually agree with Dana that uh, Force had the better mob? Because, you know, they had those Irish Avengers that they brought in to kill Tommy yeah, in that one episode. And, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, in, in this, in Raising Canaan, they sent the racist guy and, and Johnny or whatever to kill uh, Raquel. And he was they, so, yeah, dumb and dumber. They, so. they were so consumed about whether or not... Um, what you call it? Fifty Cent, Kanan was running around sleeping with a white girl. Like, what are you doing? And in the right, the 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 Irish, they were just as racist, but it was like they felt like real racist, as opposed to, oh yeah, you're gonna leave him with a black guy and he's gonna go and bang your daughter, Gabagoosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doesn't make any kind of sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, we 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 need we need some good bad guys in power. Like you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the dude from Man. from book two, he was good. Listen, uh, Mecca, Mecca. I'm still I'm still mad about how they took Mecca out. That's you, that character. But again, I guess hey, he he had it really bad for uh, Monet, so it made sense for her to be the one to take him out. But man, that yeah, that is, that guy is a great actor. I wish they could have done a hell of a lot more with him. As a bad guy. Remember who had really good good gangs, like believable street gangs? Remember Luke Cage? Remember was it the Trinidad or the, the Jamaicans? Jamaican yeah, guy. yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Demand them. There you go. <laughs> Throw them in there. What, what was that? Harlem 
kitchen, 40-something street. They can go yeah. to Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me something. Yeah. Um, they, they, they brought up Unique, I think. Um, Unique definitely is a good bad guy. But, like, the thing is with Unique, like, he's so smooth that, like, you, you, you want to like him. You don't hate him. Like, you know, it's like you want him yeah. to win almost. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with all the comments that I don't want. I don't want to see Unique die yet because it feel like he bought himself some time because of this Italians thing here. So I, I don't want him to go yet. If it happens next season, I'm fine. But yeah, let him continue to do what he's doing for now because he definitely need to take out Warrell uh, first before anything else. <laughs> we need Lobos. That's he's right. We need a Lobos. Lobos was throughout the whole seasons. Yeah. Multiple seasons. It was in like three seasons, and remember, it was actually a big deal when they finally took him out. Like that was, I remember watching that episode, and I was on the edge of my seat. Like, wow, they finally did mm-hmm. it. Um, exactly. We 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 haven't really had anything like that in in a long time. So I agree. Oh, the chef character. Rest in peace to the chef. He was my favorite. Yeah, I agree too about the chef. That His is voice another character not, they could have like, more with. He was so good and he was observative and that voice did not sound like a mess of that body. And I was like, oof. And see, that's a and that and that and seeing that comment, it's a great comment. It also is a trigger because it reminds me these guys were in the army, so they definitely could have done a lot more with all of those characters, but then they said, Nope, we're not gonna do that. So I agree. Disappointing. Whose army? (laughs) Was it George W. Bush's army? Because like they're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're 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 gonna get to our news topic now. So uh, I'm going to hand it over to Dana, and she's gonna you know uh basically talk about this news topic, and then we'll discuss after, and the people can chime in also. But go ahead. Yes. So for those who do not know, shocking news because it felt like um Fifty Cent was teasing this for like the last twenty seasons but we just never got it. And then we finally got it into the script. Um, Basically, 50 Cent has left stars and he is looking for a new home. I personally think it might be WeTV. And the reason why I say that is because um, he and Mona Young-Scott and Van Lathan teamed up to do a hip hop homicides docu-series where they investigate the murders of different hip hop artists and to kind of reopen the case and find out new information. But that's just me speculating. That is not factual or actual. Um, but what is actual is the fact that 50 Cent is not renewing his deal with Stars. What this means for the show is one of two things. I do not see Stars outright canceling the show. But we do have the fact that Courtney is, what's the child name? Courtney Kemp has left. She signed a huge deal and she's making TV shows over with Netflix. And 50 Cent has left. To me, this feels like they will continue the show, but obviously they will need more and new executive producers for the show. This kind of reminds me of the situation of Grey's Anatomy. Those who remember, Grey's Anatomy is like in its 88th season. Shonda Rhimes been left the show. She signed a huge deal over with Netflix. That's why we have all of the Bridgerton series, which is very good. You guys need to watch it. It's British. It's like, yes, we speak with accents. We're wonderful. It's basically Gary, but like in a suit all day, every day. Um, so with that, they ended up continuing Grey's Anatomy. Obviously, they signed more people overseeing to be showrunners. But, you know, it's not what it once was. 
Grey's Anatomy should have died like 20 years ago, but that's not the conversation. The point is they are not going to let power go from Lionsgate is not going to get rid of powers gate. The power gate is not going to get rid of power because one, that is one of their main shows that people watch. It's either that power or P Valley. No one is tuning in to see um, White Serpent, but there is a big audience for Outlander. But overall, in order to win this streaming game that we're in, you're going to need something more than just um, what I just said, P-Valley and the other one. So as of right now, 50 Cent did say that he will let people know where he's taking his talents next. Remember, this is a man who makes shows after shows after shows. So we will never not have a, a moment where there will not be a 50 cent show. And now I don't know what this will do in terms of the writing. And I don't know if this means everything is going to go downhill, but we do know that Sasha Penn, who is the showrunner of basically all of the entire power series is not going anywhere. So that is a plus. Um, I see a lot of people in the comment section saying different um, networks where 50 cent, could go, and I strongly hope that it is not BET either, because that is a mess of a network itself. No, B B BET is now the Tyler Perry network, apparently. So no. I hope he doesn't go there. BET Plus is the Tyler Perry network. No, they have like really good things. No, I'm oh, nah. sorry, I lied. They have one good thing. Y'all really <laughs> need to watch the Miss Pat show because that was like good. It's really great how they're able to do like crackheads, dead serious, crackheads, and comedy. But it all makes sense it's about family and drugs and addiction and um, sexual abuse and assault. But they do it in a comedic format. It's only 30 minutes per episode. It really makes it work. They got nominated for an Emmy. And I'm like, oh, my God, BET got recognized. So maybe that means something better will come along as well. Tammy's in it. She plays a crackhead. She plays a crackhead on another BET Plus show as well. It's called House of Vicious, where she's in a fashion designer. And I know I'm going completely off trail. But Tammy's really good actress. Why is she not in power? I don't know. Anyway, so that is what the news is so far. We do not know what the network is, but we do know for certain, it has been confirmed, 50 Cent has walked away from stars. And he is no longer associated with the power of franchise. So in terms of voiceovers, remember how we get that voiceover? right at the beginning and right at the end with our little bookends and tell the whole story in terms of what's going on with Raising Canaan, we may not get that anymore. Maybe it's the Raquel show. Isn't he still sort of like consulting with the show or something as well? He is sort of consulting. The actual details have been murky. We don't know the full details of what's going on, but he is not creating any new shows for stars. Right. Yeah. So I mean, um, my quick thoughts because I want to I want to go to Rich and see where he thinks and and uh, everyone else too. But um, so we doing different yeah different series yeah. Um, but yeah, my real quick thoughts on this is like power is such success like because there's so much of like the black um, you know people in the, in 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 the like black people in the UK and in America that are into this show. And I feel, I feel like, why wouldn't HBO, why wouldn't Amazon Prime, why wouldn't these other big streaming services want a piece of that? Like they would want their own drug universe or, you know, 
or just shows made by 50 Cent, period, because what he does next, it might not even be a drug show. You never know. He might expand his, you know, creativity and come up with something completely new. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, they've seen the success of Power and they've seen that Courtney and 50 were a part of that. We saw Courtney got her big deal at Netflix. And I think now it's time for 50 to get his, you know. Um, so I, I, I do think whatever move this is, like, it's going to be a huge network, I think. Um, and I, I don't know all the U.S. networks because you guys got different networks than us. But I do know HBO is a big one. I know Showtime. You know, um, I know Amazon is spending a lot of money to build up Prime. So I, th I think this is going to be a big money deal. And I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of uh, great new content from from 50. And I'm excited to see it. But uh, let me hear what you guys have to say about that. Rich, go ahead. Well, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I, I have to laugh at the situation a little bit because, you know, 50 Cent... He likes to to make a lot of jokes on his social media accounts. He'd been saying for the longest time he was just mad with stars. And I, I thought that, you know, this obviously, you know, telling some jokes and then all of a sudden you make a joke about stars, about the fact that Force was not renewed for a second season and, and then it gets renewed. So I didn't know exactly how what his strategy was. But I have to say this. This definitely is going to have a ripple effect for all of the shows. We know one thing about 50 Cent and Courtney Kemp. They put a lot of people on. They got people writing for this show, and then you got a lot of people starring on the show because of what they did. So I think it's only a matter of time that they will eventually bring some of those people over to whatever else that they're working on as well, whenever they have to have a contract discussion. Uh, those individuals will once again be looking to be compensated even more, and if not, then they won't have a problem leaving. So I'm very curious to see what happens. What I would love to happen is that 50 Cent, maybe he gets a deal with Netflix or whoever, and he and the deal is so lucrative, he makes an offer to stars to buy back his power, the power series. That would be great because, again, I, I think as fans of power, they don't want to see the show just completely fall off the rails. But we know stars, the position that they are in, they are not going to be willing to give up power because, as Dana said, they don't have a lot of shows on their network. They're trying to branch out and do a lot of different shows for a lot of different audiences. But Power, P-Valley, those shows always, they get a lot of attention. So I would be very curious to see what happens. But I'm glad that 50 decided it was time for a change. Uh, I also will add, the last point I will add is that I don't like when Stars does this thing where they'll, you'll see an entire season of Power, then they take a week off. Because, again, tonight we should be watching Episode 7 of <laughs> Razor Canaan, and we have to wait until next Sunday. So I don't like how they do that. A lot of other shows have started doing that because they did that with The Shy as well. The most recent episode, season of The Shy, they did the same thing. So I understand, but I really don't like that because... I kind of feel like when I want to watch the season, I want to watch the season. And you know, Courtney Kemp, as she said in her live uh, a while back, she doesn't like that either. She doesn't know why they just don't show the entire season. But again, they're trying to get people to stay subscribed. So I understand that. But uh, it is what it is. But yeah, all I have to say is I do hope that we do get eventually the power show does not suffer too harshly. And 50 is able to get a good deal where he can bring some of that to where, wherever he's at next. But you know we'll see what? what 
you know which show I'm most concerned about because power it's had its run. We've we've had multiple iterations. You know, it's a success. But I'm yeah. really concerned for BMF now because oh really. He, he yeah. just, you know, he just started doing the BMF show. We we had the first season last year, um, and you know he was heavily involved in this. And and a lot of people who were into like hip hop and street culture and stuff, they they looked at Fifty's co-sign on this project as uh, as a green light that this is going to be good. Um, but if if this now if BMF now falls into the wrong hands at Stars and they you know it could easily go the wrong way it, it could start to you know be watered down or not be a good show so i'm more concerned about that now that he's he's left but dana what, what was you going to say no um i wanted to address a couple of things that got brought up here um the, the fact one was did i hear that mr big ron isley will play monet's dad Ciao. i'm a fan of that Decision. So contagious. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm. I'm hoping. I'm waiting for that officialness. I need that officialness first. But um, I would be here for that. And he coming in as Mr. Big, and then he, mm, yes, ma'am. Sorry, but remember, he just recently performed. He did Essence Fest, and he knew all his words, and he could sing, and he was good, so he could memorize the lyrics just as much as he memorized those scripts. I'm here for it. Um, so yes, um, in terms of what Ghost said, would he be doing a different series, not Power Universe? Yes, it would be for a completely different series. You have to remember that 50 Cent is a man who knows how to evolve. He can give you literally anything and it'll be very good. He has really great ideas. I have spoken to him several times. He is absolutely fantastic. That brain that he has is always buzzing and he's brilliant. I don't know him personally. I'm just going from creative wise i love him um also yes bet is the worst we do not want bet at all t valley has to be renewed Shh, it's gonna be renewed it's 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 renewed don't worry about that um it is one of their highest rated shows they have a nice long standing unless the show itself wants to end it is not going to be canceled it is going to be renewed the numbers are absolutely fantastical um also on this he can't act a certain way with those networks. Um, no offense, but I don't think they are open to hard negotiations with, um, and certain energy. Let me explain something to you. What we see as 50 Cent and how he acts online is much different than how he is professionally. I have seen him in very professional settings in front of journalists where he has cursed out this white woman, but the white way in terms of like, very technical, very factual. So he knows how to give you that business sense of mind. He knows how to behave himself. And then of course he goes on the internet and he starts trolling. He is a man of different facets. So there's really nothing to worry about. And also on top of that, his shows are successful, except for For Life, which was the one show, it's still on the air by the way, it's just moved to a different network. It's not on ABC. I believe it's on IMDB, which is now Freebie. So it is on TV. Um, power is on Amazon, but it's on Amazon. It's through stars. So you have to have like stars as a, in order to get Amazon in order to, you have to have the stars network through Amazon. It's a weird thing. A lot of money. I know people, this is weird. Um, also, also 50 cents should create his own network. I agree with that. If Tyler Perry can basically be plus BET plus yep. 
is the Tyler Perry network until all the shows started jumping on. 50 Cent could easily create his own network and branch out and have different artists on there and not just, you know, have the drug universe or shows about previous drug dealers or, you know, starting in that business. He can branch out and do something that's, I don't know, maybe something teenagey, maybe something with less melanin. I see him being very versatile as well. Um, 50 Cent, yes, he is the biggest troll. Um, so in terms of what you said, Richard and Gary, yes, it sucks that we just can't binge the show right away and get weekly episodes back to back, but this is also how you get audience retention and the fact that we're still talking about power and power is not on the air as opposed to giving us, what is it, 13 or so episodes and then after that we're done and over with. So that break also gives us a, a moment to like breathe and recalibrate and then come back and be excited when we do see episode seven. So that was just kind of what I wanted to say and we're still just waiting to see what's happening with 50 Cent, but he did not sign. So that he's not trolling on that. He honestly did not sign. All of his representatives confirmed that. So. We just don't know what's going to happen next. But I think power could be still in the right hands. I think it's nothing to really worry about yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have a game plan anyway for power. Like they have it mapped out what they want to do for the next few seasons, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, they might not need too much from Courtney and 50. But, um, but yeah, um, I, I, I can't wait for the announcement. Like I wonder when we're going to get the actual announcement of Boys and X movies. Um, but yeah, sounds good. Ghost is my favorite neck and neck with OG power. <laughs> then Force, then Raising Kane. Yeah, how like how would you rank these spin-offs like personally, like um Rich, oh. you know, between book book two, uh, Ghost and Force and Raising Kane and like what order would you place those in? Uh oh. Oh, right, well, this is gonna be this gonna be a controversial answer. Uh, number one, obviously, is power. That's at the very top. It has to be because all oh, yeah. the other shows would not exist without that. Number two, right now, uh, I don't know, man. I this is gonna might be controversial to say, but I I think I think Ghost has to be number two now because I still I still can't get over that episode they had last season that heist. Episode eight, the one we talk about, the dinner scene, that to me had to be the best episode of the entire show, the entire spinoff. That's just my opinion. So that would be number two. Number three, Razor Kanan. I, I kind of feel like Razor Kanan could be two as well. But fourth, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I cannot tell a lie. That would be at the very bottom of the list because of the way that that, I mean, the finale was good. The finale was great. All right. But some of the stories that they were telling in the show, I kind of feel like it was it was a little disappointing result. And I think I expected a lot more for a show about Tommy. Now he's he's doing his own thing. But with that said, it there's a lot of other things I've seen on TV that are far worse. So even if it's low, it's not. It still doesn't mean it's a horrible show. It just needs to be improved upon further. But that's how I would rank it, definitely in, in that order for me personally. How about you, Dana? I hate force with every aspect of my bones. I hate the fact that we have black Tommy. I hate everything just about it. So I'm not including it at all. I do not acknowledge it. <laughs> with me, here's how the shocking thing is. Um, it would have to go season 
two of the, the, the Tariq show. Which one was that? Ghost. Ghost. So season two of Ghost. Then it's going to be Raising Canaan. Then it'll be OG Power. Then mm. it's wow. season one of Ghost. Wow. Wow. Interesting ranking. So you, so you got Ghost and uh, Raising Canaan over the original Power. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. So yeah, my, my list is a bit different. Like I'm not even including original power in my list because mm. that show to me is already clouded. Like it's in the clouds already. Like, so oh. it's not actually, it's not in my ranking. I'm just gonna rank the spinoffs. Um, so for the spinoffs and uh, you know, this is where it's, it's gonna be a bit interesting. I'm putting Raising Canaan um, as number one because I, I actually like this show a lot more I, I like just just the 90s aesthetic and everything like it gives me flashbacks and um i just like how how well they stick to it and i like the characters in this show the most out of the spin-offs so um i'm going raising canaan and then i'm going ghost uh you know book two ghost is is my second um that first season was a little you know slow but that second season you know, it had it had some incredible moments, incredible action scenes and stuff like the heist that Rich mentioned. We got the dinner scene. Uh, Mecca was like one of the best uh, bad guys in in the series for a long time. So yeah, uh, book two is 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 number two in my list. And of course, you already know forces way at the bottom. Um, you know, of of my list. Uh, didn't didn't really enjoy the first season that much at all. It had its moments here and there, but it was too far in between. I'm I'm very interested to see what they're gonna do with the second season though. Um mm -hmm. but yeah. So go ahead. Just a real quick comment. I, I just want to make a quick comment. I want to say uh, uh doing me's comment about Razor Cannon being the most realistic and believable show. I agree with that hundred percent. So I don't have a problem with that going above uh book two. Because as I said, while that episode was a lot of fun, definitely not realistic that all that would happen. Uh, so yeah, Razor Canaan, much respect. I, I, I'm totally fine with that being uh, above above uh, book two for sure. Yeah, yeah, they are they are kind of close though. But but yeah, um, any final thoughts on the the fifty cent thing before we uh, wrap up, or you know, you can also respond to any of the other comments we have here from the wonderful people. Uh, just you know, final thoughts, I guess, before we uh, wrap this up. So, uh, Dana, did you have anything? Um, no, just you know, for Lynn, God bless you. You are a Force fan. I wish I was there with you. I want <laughs> to be on your level. Because I, right now, I it's hard for me. I'm going to watch the next season, obviously, but I it's hard because it's like y'all had blueprint after blueprint of not copying, but of how to make a good show. I like the fact that we thought we was going to California, but in fact, we're going to Chicago. I like the fact that we have the mob. I liked all of this, but everything seemed to be too sometimes a little bit too convenient for me. Um, there were characters that, you know, when you got a little too cozy, you were like, oh, she don't die. And then look, she done died. Um, so it was like, if, once you start caring about characters, yeah, Liliana and Tommy, 
they basically carried the show. And now we don't have Liliana anymore, and that girl can't make him any soup. So <laughs> yeah. we just got Tommy. Um, I just want Tommy. Joseph Sikora is a great actor, but here's the thing for me. He is the kind of actor where if you give him raw, brutal material, he will tear into that and tear it to shreds and be amazing. He was in Ozark, where I believe he played mm -hmm. the, the molester, that we can only say molester. Um, and my gosh, his scenes were just amazing. And of course, they had to kill him because it was just... Urgh. But the fact is, he is a superb actor when it comes to meaty roles. I've seen him play roles where he has no meat, and it would be absolutely terrible. Um, so for the next season, I just really want him to be raw and ruthless and to just not care anymore. He lost everyone. Liliana's gone. That girl with the soup, she can't make him soup no more. So, oh, he was a gangster. I'm sorry. He was a gangster. My mistake. It's been a while. Um, but I believe that the next season has to be a bit more aggressive for him, for me to take this whole show seriously. And I can't stand the kids pouting around, oh, da, oh, what shall we do, da? Just give me something with some, be a mobster, be aggressive, do something like, you know, you, you, you have the, the godfather. He, Sonny was a piece of dog poop, but at the same time, you were still interested in what was going on with Sonny. So just give me that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, uh, Richard, any, any final thoughts or any responses to the comments you wanted to make? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion. Uh, definitely give a shout out to everybody that joined today. Uh, very awesome to see all, all the interactions. So I, I love this. So we definitely will do it again. Because I saw Inga seventy one say, "Hopefully we do this by the end of season two. Yeah, we, we definitely will do it again, because there'll probably be a lot to discuss uh, towards the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, good discussion, had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. <laughs> yeah, I echo the same sentiments. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually very touched that you know there's so much interaction from from the, the wonderful people here. Uh, we didn't know what to expect when we went live, but you know, it's it's been very active in here. A lot of questions, a lot of comments, and you know, this is what we love. You know, this is why we're here. So, uh, thank you guys for for all showing up and um, you know engaging and everything, because because that that's definitely what we wanted to do. That was the objective here is to do something live so that we can include all of you. Um, you know, because uh, we're all passionate about power and stuff. So, so that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I really, Ozark is one I really need to, to, to watch because I never actually watched it, but I heard great things about it. So I might have Netflix. to go back, and, go back and watch that one. Um, but yeah, I got to watch that Dharma show too. It's too, it's too many shows right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um you know, big shouts to all the people, you know, Rainy J, Ghost, Lynn Vins, Inga, you know, Inga 71. You know, I'm coming for my, my, my soul food as well, you know. You know, <laughs> I want my cornbread and everything. And um You want me get cornbread? <laughs> yeah. They Dana actually gave me some cornbread when I went to New York as well. So I need to I need to come back and get some from Inga this time. But uh <laughs> 
And a happy birthday also for next week, Emma. I saw you said it was going to be your birthday, so. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. But yeah, uh, you guys got any other shout outs? Go ahead, Rich. Oh, no. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to everybody once again. Thanks for coming today. We appreciate your comments, your feedback. Uh, we'll definitely be back for episode seven next week, unless Stars decides to delay it again for some reason. Um, but yeah, no, I thank you all for your continued support. And, and I'm going to, and once again, Ghost, thank you for showing up. But uh, we need to see you back on power on the actual show because. Uh, I'm tired of people seeing all this speculation about, oh, Omari Hardwick, is he coming back? He said multiple times he ain't coming back. But come on, we need to see him return at some point so I can see the rest of Ghost's story before he became Ghost. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> yeah, we, we need Ghost back. We need that return that they, they hinted a month or two ago. They, they hinted at the possibility. So we, we need that to happen now. But um, yeah. go ahead, Dana. Any uh, shout-outs? No, just thank you everyone for for paying attention to us for attention retention. Um, thank you for listening to us, and once again, we will be back next week with another episode of the show. Um, I really liked how we were able to converse with all of y'all, and again, we have other interviews that's dropping. If you're watching the, the NFL game right now, we have an interview with NFL Films, and we'll have interviews with NFL players. Yay! I'm finally being taken seriously. Take that, WWE. So. It'll be really great and fun. And we'll see you again next week. Yeah, so happy uh, Football Sunday, everyone. I hope you enjoy the, the big game. I heard there's a big game going on at 3 o'clock or something like that. So, yeah, um, enjoy that. And I, I hope you uh, guys enjoyed this stream as well. This will also be put up on the audio, uh, the, the audio feed as well for the people who listen by audio. So, uh, yeah, uh, we will try to do this again um you know like inga suggested maybe by the end of the season or at the end of the season you know we'll, we'll uh, talk about it and see what we're gonna do but yeah uh this has been fantastic so thanks to everyone once again um you know stay safe and we will be back next week for our regular version of powercast to recap episode seven so uh uh, and don't forget to hit the like button. And also, you can still leave comments after, you know, we, we, we go off air. So don't forget. But, uh, yeah, peace out, everyone. Take care. Peace out.